The Honest Young Cashier by William Theodore Parks Read for LibriVox.org by Jim Nienaber He was a courteous manager, a bosser of the bank. He filled the post of chairman and other seats of rank. But he was never envied, his screw was almost nil. Ten thousand pounds per annum and chances from the till. One day when he was wiping his specs, thought he, I hold. I'm working all for nothing by a heap of solid gold. I'll make of it a custom, a couple of months or so, to leave the strong room open as in and out I go. And fitfully in absence of mind, I'll drop my bunch of keys about and leave them when going down for lunch. The point of which is plainly that on a certain night, I'll seize on all the bullion and fix it out of sight. I will not be suspected. I'll do whatever I please, for I have clinked the vintage with nobles and MPs. And though I know he's honest, I'll make it so appear that I will prove the robber is the honest young cashier. They'll pass a vote of censure that I did leave behind my keys in strong room open, but pshaw, I need not mind. Twill come out on the trial. I'll make it sure and clear. "'Twas all of too much trust in the honest young cashier. "'He left the strong-room open, he left his keys about, "'upon his mantel-shelf and desk, anon when he went out, "'a custom not unnoticed by him, the young cashier, "'who got a stick of wax, and what he did with it is clear. "'One night there was a darkness, like crape upon the land, "'and such a gust and thunder a man could hardly stand. "'The tempest was so fearsome that if you spoke in shouts, "'twould only be a tangle of tipsy words and doubts. "'Twas on that gloomy evening the honest young cashier "'bespoke him to the manager, and, "'Sir,' he said, Look here, the staff is nearly idle, and so I think you might. Excuse me now, I'm wanting to do a thing to-night. Well, you may go and do it. He went, and down he stole, into the lonely coal-hole behind a lump of coal, and trussed him like a hedgehog upon the slack till sure he heard the distant slamming that closed the outer door. Then stole him from the coal-hole, he stole him up the stairs, he ambushed on the landing, for fear of unawares. He stole into the strong-room, in stealing out his key, he stole it to the keyhole, and opened cautiously. He looted off that evening as much as he could hold, t'was close on half a million, and all in solid gold. T'was on that self-same evening the chairman thought t'was right, to work his own manoeuvre, t'was such a roughish night. Three overcoats were on him, with pockets every side, ten carpet-bags he carried, and all were deep and wide. He also had a hat-box, and, novel thought and bright, he stitched a row of stockings behind him, out of sight. He loaned a sealskin wallet, a whalebone gingham tent, and through the garden gate he skid, and down the town he went. He skirmished through the darkness, he skulked against the wind, he spankled by some people, and left them all behind. He slewed around a corner, and up the lane he slank, and shuffled through the wicket of the courtyard of the bank. 
He ducked into the back door, and picking up the stair, he sneaked into the strong room, and heavens, what was there? The iron door was open, and all of the heap of gold was gone. He sank with horror, and to the floor he rolled. And from beneath the tables and corners of the room, three coppers scrambled on him like shadows of his doom. They put him on his trial, and heedless of his rank, he got an awful sentence for robbing of the bank. It proves that men are mortal. The sequel I have here, the bankers called a meeting. They called the young cashier, said they, you have impressed us with great integrity, will give the future management of all the bank to thee. They made a testimonial, and signed it every one. T'was cornered with the pictures of specious deeds he'd done. And on the scroll in beauty of art did there appear, the tribute of their homage to the honest young cashier. When you prepare for robbing, don't leave your keys about, for fear a wax impression be taken while you're out. And do not come in second, or it might be your doom, to chance upon three bobbies from the corners of the room. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.